the Staff and Graph podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. In looks or salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. Welcome back to the Staff and Graph Podcast. I'm Mike Stevens, the Hockey News. Sitting across from me is the one and only Jesse Marshall of The Athletic. Jesse, how you doing, pal? They're letting us do a second show. They are. That's huge. What a win. We've been picked up past the pilot stage. We didn't offend anyone. We're killing it. Not yet. We're going to get there. Especially if you if you had told me the story about your Italian grandparents <laughs> yeah. on the pod, opposed to before it. Then we might have. There's plenty more. That was the tame one. We can get to the the good stuff later. One of these days, there's like middle of the summer. There's gonna be nothing going on. I'm just gonna be like, all right, man. We're we're gonna get the family secrets out. We're gonna we're just make sure you have a nice plate of gabagool ready. Okay, I was gonna bring that up. So I like Rachel knows and and all, but like I was I'm big into the Sopranos. Like I watched the whole series um, for the first time. I would say like early this year, like maybe January around there. And I'm just recently now showing my dad it because he never seen it before. And we hang out every Sunday, normally for football, but football is not happening right now. So watch movies and stuff. I'm going to show him Sopranos. And I lived my whole life thinking that Gabagool was just like what it was just like the name of a, a of a uh, what's it called? It, like it, it was his own thing, its own cold yeah. cut. Yeah. But it's just Capicola, but like right. a but like a nickname for it. What's it spoken with a specific accent? Yeah, Gabagoo over here. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it doesn't translate to anything. It has no meaning in the in the language. There are a couple of there are definitely a couple of phrases I picked up from the Sopranos that, like, um, like Pisha deal is yeah. like someone's someone's wang. <laughs> okay. I didn't I'm, know that. But. Really? Okay, because like he's like I want to cut off his Pisha deal. You know, like. Or that Stugatz is idiot, isn't it? Yeah, right? Stugatz, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's just there's just so many. Like obviously Maron is you know like oh no like oh my god or you know it's all that like it You're killing it. You you Italians like if if I if I wasn't sitting across from you I wouldn't believe you were real. You know. It's fair. Okay. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like when you watch Lord of the Rings or something and you go like oh look at that culture it's so wow but it would never exist in real life and then and then you watch Sopranos and you go no cool and i say that as someone who's irish who is equally absurd when it comes to my background so we're we're having a fun time here man this is uh this is great my uh my grandfather you know didn't have an italian last name you know his uh, mother had gotten you know remarried and this was a long mm-hmm. line so he goes he worked in a steel mill in pittsburgh uh a steel mill in pittsburgh i know well everybody did right that's where everybody worked <laughs> you didn't have a choice this, yeah you there got, you go you, you could go to high school or go to the mill yeah, he it. went down there, there when he was like eight guy. years old, bringing yes, his like, a job immediately. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, they, he didn't know he was Italian. You know, he kind of like had to like he proved he had to prove it. Um, for for a long time, he was taking a lot of abuse down there because he was working with a lot of Italians, and uh, they didn't know he was Italian. I was a reason I was telling you this. I, I don't even remember what the hell. <laughs> well, I don't remember what it was anymore. There was. You, I, I'm well, totally your, lost. Your grandpa like, didn't know he was Italian, and he had to go through the obvious. Italian no, he knew, in, but he initiation had to, yeah, I was Yeah, he had to prove it to other people, and there was like this. On it was like this Italian onboarding that he had to go through, and like I there, don't know. So what's it's, the Italian um, 
uh, what's it called? Like initiation test. Like <laughs> I want to know that. It just involves eating. I can of tell course. you that much. Yeah. And potentially drinking as well. So I, I mean, I would, I would assume. So that's one thing. Both of those things are something that I think our backgrounds have in common eating and Cheers. drinking. There you go. My, mine's Irish. So oh, yeah, well, great then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we're both very just like intrinsically angry, I think in our, in our souls. So that's, that's great. Cause we're, we're heading to the playoffs. Now it's our playoff preview podcast. Are you and- started your beard. Is this the seedling of your beard? Uh, no, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, first of all, as like, this is my first time covering like a playoff series, like on the beat, you know, um, do, do the beat reporters grow the beards as well? Yes. Yes. Some, some, yeah. Would you, um, would you recommend that for me? Cause I look, you're, you're the, you're Obi-Wan right now. I'm just Luke Skywalker. I'm not, I'm, not. Hey, I'm still young in the tooth myself. I, I would say go for it, you know. I want to. I mean, just for my own. Pro- I'm already got, you know. I, yeah. When you here's the thing: cause when you have a kid, you have a beauty can't shave because then they don't know who you are anymore. Right? That's you know, you're true. I've heard that. In. Yeah. So I'm stuck with this. But have you, you my have friend, you tried that? No, no, I'm not gonna. No, I don't want to make my life any more difficult. <laughs> with a one year, I'm very happy with the level of difficult. I don't want to play this dad thing on hard mode. Like I'm good with where I am. Like let's not ratchet the difficulty up now. No, but for you though, look at you. Your friend, your young man. You got all your whole life in front of you. Grow a beard. Do it. Okay, I will. I'm gonna you get more. You might get saucier answers. Uh, Ooh, your beat coverage. You're right. I am going to. I'm. I'm gonna shave on Sunday. So I'm going to start like right from scratch because everything starts, at least leaves start on Monday. Yeah. So I'm going to start do, from scratch. Do, do you just want to start with Toronto and get it out of the way? I was thinking we we hold our, like okay, the ones fine. that we're covering until the end. That's fair. And we get through the irrelevant <laughs> series. the emotional damage for the end of the show. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's a little trick in the biz. We like to call it tease, you know, where we <laughs> you don't want to bury the league yet. Exactly. Um, or else everyone will just, will just totally tune out after I, you know, wring my hands about all the trauma that the Leafs are going to put their fans through again this year. It's going to be nuts. And you can talk about, you know, the, the last dance, Sidney Crosby. It's going to be great. All right, let's get started though. Let's talk about, let's start with the Western conference first, Colorado versus Nashville with every series. I'm just going to ask you right off the hop who you got. Oh, avalanche. But here's the thing. Congratulations Mm -hmm. to Nashville. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, a good job, honestly, getting, you got in, you did it. It wasn't you, you played some scrappy hockey down the stretch to get in. But this is where it comes to an end. Quickly. Very quickly, I think. What's your prediction? Ah, dude, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the abs are just rolling, bro. I, I wouldn't be surprised if if they if I, I don't think it's gonna be more than five. It's not gonna be more than five. Well, especially if UC Saros isn't healthy, because that's a big wild card for them. Huge. Like, is he if you have look, listen, as as someone who covered the Leafs last year as well, like David Riddick is not you know, a number one goaltender and he is slated to be their number one goaltender right now with UC Saros out. That's going to be a little difficult. Well, it's, yeah, it's going to be a lot of difficult. You, if UC Saros is, is healthy, uh, I think this will be maybe a little more interesting, but we also have another wild card. It's the Nassim Kadri wild card. I mean, this is extremely important that he just stays in the lineup moving forward now. <laughs> and it's opportunity. Uh, well, I thought there was a story I read recently where he intimated that he, uh, you know, felt be- beleaguered by his reputation. Um, you know, uh, look, the, his importance to this team is, uh, cannot be understated. As you said, mm-hmm. uh, it's an opportunity. Uh, I think for him to, um, I don't know if you want to say like prove that he can, you know, not cross a line, right? I guess is yeah. that the way we want to say it? Uh, but I mean, look, I'm not, I, I, if I was an Az fan, I wouldn't be worried about that. Um, 
I think it's going to be fine. All right, give me your one, your lock in your prediction. Um, I'm going to go abs in five. I'm just too conservative to see. I, I don't ever go sweet, man. I just, you never see sweeps, really. Like, yeah, that's you really don't. So I'm going abs in five. Yeah, if there were to be a sweep, though, I think this or not the next one, but the, be the one after, I think might be what we're doing. But okay, Minnesota and St. Louis, the most, normally I would say the most boring series because, but then we have Kaprizov and Flurry. Who you got? And what's your prediction? Well, don't you can I, so as why other people say like well the blues dominated the regular season matchup, but I don't really think that that's true. One of those games was played outdoors and it was just yeah. absolutely wonky. You gotta write that one off. And then the other team went to overtime. So it's let's not act like uh you know the blues went in and just you know uh ran the, the gauntlet here uh and dominated that series in the regular season. Um it's I I love center depth. Like I do. I love center depth. Um Thomas O'Reilly, Shen, um I mean, these are guys that are that are very, very good hockey players. I think that the problem is mm-hmm. St. Louis cannot control the hockey game and even strength the way that Minnesota can. Uh, that, to me, is a big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything else aside, you know, power play aside, penalty killing aside, the Blues, I think, have a discernible advantage in the special teams department in this series. Um, their goaltending is a bit of a mess. They're, the guy that uh, was their hero – I think his save percentage in his last two appearances was like eight something, low eight something. Uh, but I, I just can't get behind, get past how much better Minnesota is at even strength. That yeah. to me is absolutely massive, and it's the reason that they'll win this series. Um, I'm going to go with six games. Now, will Felino like? There's there's a couple questions here too. Like, will will Marcus Felino be ready? Because he was on the on the receiving end of the of a relatively dirty knee. From Curtis McDermott in game in game 82 that led Dean Evison to get a little hot under the collar. Um, that's a big question. And also like Marc-Andre Fleury or Cam Talbot. I think it's probably clear they're going with Fleury, but I mean, the, this is what you got. This is why you have two, you know, established veteran goaltenders for. Do do we believe in Marc-Andre Fleury? I don't buy the uh adage that some have that Mark andre Fleury is some manner of like playoff career choke artist. Um, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I just, <laughs> I, I get, I think there's like a lot of the problems that the Penguins had when he was there are bigger than him. There was the year that he got yanked for Tomas Vokun and that was, that was on him. Um, you know, he had some hiccups in the road since then, but like, you know, the, the back-to-back cups, the Penguins won, he played a massive role in those mm-hmm. um, and, and has been good since and was played a massive role for the Knights when he was there. He won so a business. I, yeah, so I think yeah, that's a big deal. So I mean, uh, they've been sharing the duties. Um, Flurry's got the big game experience; he got the trophy case. Um, but look, if he falters, and he has in the playoffs, I mean, we're going to acknowledge that. If he does, you know, having a Talbot that you know knows his job has been threatened, um, that puts Minnesota in a pretty good spot. I think. I mean, you look you you looked over those Marc Andre Flurry experiences, those performances. You would know them better than than I for example, like there was only, you're right. There was only that one series, that one sort of playoffs where it was the, it was the crazy one against Philly where it was just like complete pandemonium. That was a bad one. Yeah. That everybody though, that was that, that perm, that was, you know, that was a a meltdown that extended to the centers. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it wasn't just limited to, he was atrocious, um, but it was, it was across the board. Did you cover that one as a blogger? Yeah. Yeah. It was man. before I was, uh, yeah. You're big boy. 
Yeah, it was back though. Like it was cool. You know, the Penguins are like one of those few teams, Mike, that like used to invite us upstairs, you know, wow. with, like, like these little limited access passes. So um, I was up there. I just wasn't allowed to do anything important. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Um, all right, let's move on. Calgary and Dallas. This one, this would be, if, if there were to be a sweep, this would be my pick for a sweep. Yeah. Yes, well, I, especially again, I just mentioned this before, but uh, I, there's a discernible difference, Mike, in how well these teams play at even strength. Yes, Calgary is absolutely. basically a buzzsaw. Um, they have the number one goals for percentage in the National Hockey League. Uh, they're top five in pretty much every major statistical bucket that you'd want to look at and have a team be top five. And if they're going to make a serious run at the Stanley Cup, uh, Dallas is not that. <laughs> <laughs> they're not uh i you know i guess like my question for you is what has to happen for dallas to win this series nuclear winter maybe <laughs> like you know like i i'm do they have to clone tyler is there a possible like to, <sighs> you clone tyler sagan and have one of him on each line that gives you a good shot I don't know if Tyler Sagan's good enough anymore to to that, point. <laughs> that that like he's, he's no having, longer a first line center. You know, I don't think he's good enough anymore to have one of him on each line make as much of a difference. Like yeah. the their goaltending isn't that great. Like Ottinger's okay, but then they and then they have, you know, like a, a Hudobin and Holtby in the back. And those are two old guys, and Hudobin was terrible this year, and and Holtby was dealing with injuries. And then, you know, let's, I, I would let's let's compound that issue. Your, your goaltending issue mm-hmm. by saying they're one of the worst shooting teams in the league. Oh, and they absolutely are. And, and another, and like, I would go so far as to say it would be bad for hockey if they win this, <laughs> because do you like, do you, oh, you're, I mean, you're right. Like, I, get, I get it. Yeah. Like, remember, like, do you remember how, just how God awful the hockey was in, in the bubble with these guys yeah. and how they just kept winning. And it was just slog after slog. They made Tampa Bay boring. Their, their, yeah, their power play was fun to watch. Yeah, and like Yoel Yoel Kivi Ranta, that was good. A random hero for a little bit was not like as Rupe well. Hintz. Rupe Hintz is great. Like they have some good players, you know, Jason Robertson, you know, all that. So <laughs> we're, no, we're naming the five things we like about the stars, right? Now. And that's it. That's, but like, there's that's only our... that's it. Like I could go on for days about how great Calgary is, how deep their blue line is, how Jacob Markstrom looks like, you know, the guy who earned that huge that yeah. huge contract. How their their top line is one of the best top lines we've seen in you know the salary cap era. You know how how they they added like some perfect pieces like Yarn Croak and even a a guy like Ryan Carpenter down the stretch. Like they just like they have a very good team and Daryl Daryl Sutter. It's not like he's never been to a playoff you know series before. Like he's I do, dude. I'm gonna eat my crow now because when they made that hire, I I thought it was it. bad too. Oh my god, I was like, can we get somebody new? You know, I, I say that like the Penguins hired Mike Johnson was a dedicated yeah. disaster and we've seen it fail before. But like, you know what I mean? Hockey's a, a regurgitating sport. It baby birds coaches all over the league down the line mm-hmm. to each other and just regurgitates them all over the place. Uh, but damn, man, this is like this is not like late 90s two line pass style hockey. Like this is a fun team to watch. They open it up. Johnny Goudreau's had a career year because they open it up and they've allowed mm. him, I think, to like be himself and play to his strengths and skate uh, and do the things that uh, enabled him to be the threat that he is. So I was just wrong on that, like in multiple ways. I'm not going to do it again. I'm not betting against Calgary again um, unless they play Colorado. I'm going to let this thing ride out um, and try to make amends for my bad take. Totally. I, I totally get that. I, but I'm not going to bet. I'm I, like, there are a lot of people who are like, yeah, Calgary's like going to win the cup. I don't think so. I don't think that like 
as much as, as and I will sound like a hypocrite once we get to like the Leafs and, and all that, you know, but like, you know, Johnny Goudreau, he had a great year this year and I think he's playing great, but something about that Calgary core, this could just, this is purely narrative, purely eye test. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to be derided and I'm fine with that. I'm nourished by hatred, Jesse. I, you know, it, it, <laughs> it fuels, fuels me. It fuels me, sustains me even. Um, I think, I think they'll absolutely demolish the stars. I think they'll burn right through them, but it's, uh, I, I don't know how much, how much they're going to go past that. I think, I think maybe this will be a team that gets bounced in the second round, depending on who they play. But, um, but I do believe that the Calgary flames are going to absolutely like just curb stomp <laughs> the Dallas stars. Well, I'll tell you this much. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things you're going to hate, you're going to hate this one. Okay. Money pucks playoff odds as of today have Calgary at 15%. That's the highest Really? Of any team. Yep. As of right now, Money well, Puck's uh, model has them top of the pile. Their path to the final is the easiest. Uh, coincidentally enough, they also have them as the highest uh, potential percentage to sweep round one, which we both just said we agreed with. So Yeah. You know what? I might even go, I might even, you know, as much as I hate choosing sweeps, I might put my chips down on them sweeping. So far, the three series we've covered in succession so far tonight are the uh, three highest percentages to sweep uh, in round one. Minnesota, Makes sense. Colorado, and Calgary, yeah. Because the Western Conference just isn't as good. It's not as fun. Yeah, yeah. we know that. We know that. And then, and then let's uh, – <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then if we were doing an annoying fans power ranking, um, we, would, we would go to the series with a team that would likely be at the top. It's the Oilers versus the Kings. Um, now, I know that you know we're, we're supposed to be – you know, impartial reporters, you know, the, the paragons of journalism. Um, but I only want bad things to happen to the Oilers. And it's fun. It's fun. I, mean, bad I, mean, come, things. I know Oilers fans are going to want to hear me say that, but like, I don't you know, care I don't, what I don't, Oilers I don't, fans like. We agree. And I, here's the thing. I don't really like baseball. Right. Mm-hmm. However, for me, it was fun when the Cubs had that curse from the goat going all the way back to like 1903 or whatever the hell mm-hmm. it was. That goat cursed the Cubs. It lasts all the way to like 2017 and it gets ruined. I love that curse. I love a good curse, Mike. Mm-hmm. We need more curses. What's the issue here? <laughs> we don't have any curses in the National Hockey League. Hey, man, I'm living in through one right now. Okay, <laughs> so you kidding uh, me? yeah, you're true. I, I don't know that we're really. That's not a curse. What's the source of it? You got to have somebody that put a hex on you, or like something that's buried underneath the arena that you have to exhume. You know, it's that's the kind true. of stuff I want. Um, but to your point, this is fun, man. It's a blast. Uh, I, I feel bad for Connor McDavid. Look, Mario Lemieux to do this shit. I mean, you know, he came in the league in 84. Did, you know, it was, you know, 90 before this team made a deep run. Mm-hmm. Six years, right? Um, I, I think McDavid's paid his due at this point. But, like, they, they're going to win this series, right? Yes, they, ha- they okay. have to. I mean, okay, uh, we need to start talking about what happens if they don't. <laughs> That's a good question. Because now you talk about nuclear winter. Oh, like get some is, decisions to make what like legitimately what's going to happen if they don't like that. That's a question that I really, I, I have no idea what the answer is. I'm, I'm leaning on this Edmonton victory solely based on star power because LA is the better team. And even, I mean, look, stats are what they are, right? Yeah. LA controls the puck at, at, at even strike better. They just do. They control it better. They lack uh, the ability to shoot the lights out of the building. Uh, LA is the worst shooting team in the league. Congratulations. You finished 32nd in shooting Incredible. percentage. Uh, that's uh, you get a trophy for that. Uh, 
so there's problems like you know outside of their ability to control the game even strength but you just my, my point is uh edmonton cannot screw around here they cannot screw this they cannot screw around in the series they cannot have a goaltending disaster in this series they cannot uh or oh. history will repeat itself and time will indeed be a flat circle the thing is, is like we're talking about, okay, the Edmonton Oilers, they can't screw around in the series. Yeah, because they're a team that notoriously has never screwed around in the series before. <laughs> it's, it's been all business. And they can't have they can't have a goaltending catastrophe in the series. Oh, cool. So they're going to put out Mike, 40-year-old Mike Smith. And we're just going to yeah. expect that his body is going to hold up over an extended playoff run in some of the most grueling hockey ever behind a, a blue line that, you know, is, is not exactly, you know, Fort Knox. So who's the goalie in, in LA? Who's starting? Pro- it'll probably be Peterson. I have to think. And I would take Peterson over Mike Smith. Uh, No nod to quick, quick coming in on a bit of a high. That's true. Star of the week. They might, they might five, one and oh in April. There you go. So what it's, it's a, what have you done for me lately league, right? It is. It is. I mean, unless you're the answer for quick up until like this last month was nothing. (laughs) Well, he had a good start to the season. He did. You know, it's a question of trust. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like I, I'm with quick. you. I'm with you. I'd probably just start. I'd probably start Peterson. I'd, I'd probably start Peterson too, but I feel like they'll go with quick. He's, he's been there before, you know, it's 11. That's, that's 11 years of our goaltender being better than yours. You know, that, like that kind of thing. And it's, I feel like they'll go with him, but like any, like, no matter, I don't care if you have, you know, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl up front. I don't care if you have, you know, like, like how, uh, however much star power you can have, whatever. I don't believe I don't I don't feel confident any team that's starting Mike Smith on a playoff run right now. I just don't. LA's penalty kill better figure it out too. Uh yes. hasn't been that great. Uh and it I don't think it's very aggressive at all. Um you, you give time and space to that Edmonton crew and they're just gonna decimate you with it. So they'll feast off of it. Yeah, it it'll be look, this will be really interesting because I think that LA's kind of playing with house money here. Like they I don't know if, if people expected them to make it. And they're a fun, exciting young team. They're doing this for Dustin Brown. They want to have him go out on top. You know, they they have uh, they have a, a like I said, a really fun, young, exciting core. They got Trevor Moore, my boy. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're I think just seeing him back in the playoffs puts a smile on my face. You know, it's there. There's a lot to like. And then Edmonton, on the other hand, like they're you know they they there's they have all the pressure in the world, and they're a team that can sort of collapse in on itself, right? Like they're a team that is very susceptible to the noise. And I think if you, I think if you go out, you, you put up a stinker in game one, the noise gets pretty loud in Edmonton. Oh, it doesn't just get loud. That's definitely taken on water, buddy. It's oh, taken yeah. on water. You're listing. Um, I'm with you. That th- this, it's tenuous, man. This is a delicate yes. ecosystem. Delicate is a great word for it. Yeah. But I, I also don't want to undersell how good this team is because it's good. Mm-hmm. It's the best team mm-hmm. they've had. This is the this is the best team I think they've taken into an attempt, dude. If they had a goaltender, I'd be all oh, for it. Imagine if there was an opportunity, like a period of time, where they could sign free agents or make trades to address that. During it'd be unbelievable if they had one of those opportunities. Like if they like a trade deadline, maybe you know, like a period oh, you know, during yeah. the season where you could make deals. Oh, you're not allowed to do that though. Like, why would you even bring that up? I, <laughs> I know. I was just saying, if you could think of what they'd be like, oh man, I'd be unstoppable. You know, you're not allowed to make midseason trades. That's ridiculous. Ken Holland uses that time for a nap, and he needs one. <laughs> Hibernation period. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's go to the let's go to the Eastern Conference. The interesting. Wait, what's the, what are we doing here? What's the prediction oh, on oh, the game? Oh, I need geez, game Louise, That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um. 
I think Edmonton will do it. I'm going to go, I'm going to say they take it to six. I'm saying six too. Just, just that little taste of uncomfortableness yeah. in there. Yeah. I think there's a little uneasiness. The boat yeah. takes on a little water and you go, Oh, is this the perfect storm? And then they, they're able to, we'll be sad. They won. But yes. We'll have enjoyed the struggle along the way. Yeah. All right. Florida and Washington. I feel like this has got to be a series on money puck. I feel like you have it open right now that that's pretty high in, in terms of sweep probability. I don't, um, but I, I would believe that. Uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a Washington hater by any means. Oh, I just, really? No, I just don't believe in that team this year specifically. I think that, you know, there, there are a lot of talents on that team that prop them up uh, to be probably better than they are mm-hmm. They're They, for the majority of the year, Mike, were in the bottom at or near the bottom half of the league in the major metrics you would use to determine whether or not a team is for real. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, right now, 15th in the league and expected goals for percentage. That's yeah. not great. That's not bad. You know, yeah, it's not bad. Smack down. But is that going to beat Florida? Right? Like, probably not. Um, their power plays, you know, despite having Ovechkin, not been that great this year. Um, I just think they're running into a buzzsaw. I think they're a team uh, with distinct goaltending issues. <laughs> yes. Um, that that are probably running into a buzzsaw and and not. Uh, going to last very long in this one. Where, what, uh, what city do you operate out of again? Just Pittsburgh. Yeah, oh, okay. Pittsburgh. So you, there, there wouldn't be any. No, I mean, no, I, I know. I'm, I, I'm, hey, just, I'm just messing with you, man. Here's the thing. <laughs> date is a date. Don't come. I didn't make the date up, right? It no, is I, what it, is. it is what it is, right? Stop. Why are you booing me? I'm right. I'm not booing. <laughs> uh, P, I, you know, just, I gotta, I gotta get my bias. You're right. We should declare our biases. We should. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You know, but, but Florida is no, really it's... good. I don't want to hear anything about how uh, offense can't win uh, mm-hmm. in the playoffs. I think that's nonsensical. Um, I know there are modern examples of teams that scored a lot of goals and then didn't win the Stanley Cup, but only one team wins the Stanley Cup. It's really hard to do that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being a team that scores a ton of goals all the time. You need to, <laughs> you have to score convince goals me to that win that's bad. Games. Yeah, you really do. Um, and does Florida have deficiencies defensively? maybe but like what are you going to do to find them how how are you going to you know t- put a, a a dent in that armor that's them controlling the game 57% of the time and even strength oh <laughs> like, jesus christ I, you know what i mean like it's just hard to do there are teams that can play their tempo i think there are teams that could play their style um i don't know that there are teams that could do it as well as they can with the depth that they have i think this is a very very good hockey team there are two things that nag me about florida there okay. is like you said the defensive depth like like well not depth i would say the defensive issues like listen i've covered and 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 you know like followed a team that who who you know their their main calling card was that they could outscore their problems and that's great and you need and like you know that that is a, a phenomenal skill to have i'd rather be able to outscore my problems than not outscore my problems you know it's it's great but I do also think that in the playoffs, the margins get so tiny. They, they get, they just get so tight that this is, this is a team that I feel like the floor and the ceiling are like at opposite ends of the earth. You know, like, I feel like they could absolutely just buzz their way to the cup. Like, look at, look at their forward depth. It's, it's, it's incredible. Like they, they are so deep that they essentially like, 
they they would have given away Owen Tippett for free if they if they could. Like it's like that that's how depth deep they were. They were they were keeping this like top, you know, this top 10 draft pick in the AHL because they're like, oh, we don't have any room for a scoring winger. Like it's it's crazy. Um yeah. and also I mean- yeah. And just to mention, uh, well, go ahead. No, finish your thought. Well, I was going to say also Sergei Bobrovsky. Elephant in the room. You know, he, he had a bounce back year, obviously. But like, I do you subscribe, Mike, to the because like, I hear this a lot. He's mm-hmm. got to do it in the playoffs. Like, do you do, do, I, I don't I'm not convinced that he's just going to step on the ice in game one and forget how to play the position. No, absolutely not. Um, I, I, like. You're not selling me on that, um, but he's also done that before. Pretty true. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's in the cards for this time. Um, I, I, I think it's very unlikely that he does that, but it's not like there isn't precedent for it. You know, you know this uh, hmm. from a couple of weeks ago uh, yes. when I believe the Panthers trailed the Leafs five one and they, came back yep. and won that game. They've won eleven games uh, when trailing after two periods, and that is tied uh, for I believe fourth most in league history since the 1967 expansion. Jeez so Louise. this team, um, let me, I, I'll explain it like this. I think that good hockey teams right now in the NHL in 2022, majority of them four check with one guy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the Penguins throw two in there. The Leafs, um, you know, they come at you heavy. Florida, I think is the only team that is just not concerned at all. <laughs> <laughs> with what happens in the neutral zone because like like to, again to, to i think their philosophy being um you know if, if we can overwhelm your breakout and take away every safety valve that you've got um we can make you either ice it dump it to rd or turn it over to our forwards and it works so uh, are there teams toronto carolina who can handle that kind of pressure and skate their way around it? Sure, yeah, absolutely. It's not Washington. <laughs> Washington oh, is no. not one of those teams. Um, and I think that I've got Florida in five in this one. Yeah, I think that's very. I think that's very good. We don't even know if Ovi's going to be healthy for. Game that's one. true. We don't. We don't know that he's going to play game one. And that, like again, I you know without him, that Washington power play is um, it's going to be it's going to be a trouble. Mm-hmm. Damn. All right. Moving on. Uh, all right. So we're now at Carolina and Boston. Who you got? So this is like, this is the classic rite of passage series, right? If mm-hmm. we are to take, so Carolina, this is their demon, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the Bruins have been their demise now two times recently. Um, uh, only allowing one loss, I think in those, right? Cause they swept them. Yep. Right. And then, and then only, yeah, four, one in the other one. So uh, if we're to take Carolina seriously and uh look at them as a contender for the Stanley cup. They have, this is it. You have to exercise the demon. It has mm-hmm. to happen. Um, that being said, um, Carolina buzz sawed Boston in the regular season. Like they already buzz saw. Yeah. Well, they destroyed Boston um, in the regular season series. So you got to feel pretty good about that. I think if you're a Canes fan, um, the teams are strikingly similar in a lot of areas mm-hmm. um, there. I, so I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm going Carolina here, Mike. But like again, like I, I it's it's I hate betting against Boston. I really do. I hate betting against that top line in Boston. Again, there are not there are two things I want to think about this series. Like like I did last time. It's a like Boston. I I, I don't want to bet against that top line, but I also look at Boston's roster, and I wrote about this the other day. Like 
they just aren't as deep as they are in years past. Their True. forward depth is okay, but their defensive depth, other than um, McAvoy, who, who by the way, yeah, is unbelievable. And it's had an unbelievable season. Oh, yeah. Everyone needs to realize that Charlie McAvoy is a number one defenseman. Like, he's a right shot, incredible puck mover, offensive rooster. But, like, and, and this is, at least offensively, literally no one outside of Charlie McAvoy can produce offense for themselves on the back end. None. Brandon Carlo is, like, Metapod. You know, like. <laughs> Metapod. Every, yeah, he's he's all defense, you know. Like, it's, it, and that's what he is. But, like. I think their second, other than Hampus Lindholm, who came who came over, but even his, he had like 22 points in 60 games or something this year. Like their next highest of like scoring defenseman was like Matt Grizzlick or uh, Mike Riley. You know, oh, and we got and we got a cat appearance on the yeah, podcast. Cats on them, incredible. Man, glad you saw that. Oh, I, I, dude, I love cats. So we're gonna if if we did video, I would make. Do you know what this cat's name is? What is it, Mike? Really. Yeah, my cat's name's Mike. Very well. You know what, Jesse? I, I think I can't believe it just didn't come up in conversation. I before. cannot believe that. How am I only learning this, this right now? now? Yeah, I had initially. He's very. He's, uh, I initially named him after ex Pittsburgh Steelers receiver Mike Wallace. Oh, all right, yeah. R.I.P. Even though he's not dead, R.I.P. <laughs> he's, he's not well, dead. His career, his career is. He's having a great. He's probably having a great time in, in retirement. But R.I.P. Mike Wallace. Man. I hope he is. Uh, I hope he is. <laughs> <laughs> How there he is. I can't believe that you never brought up the fact that you had a cat named Mike. Yeah. Absurd. Absurd. It's crazy. Um, and my second one, when it comes to Flo- uh not Florida, Carolina, is a like, is Frederick Anderson gonna be healthy? We don't I don't think he's gonna be healthy for game right. one. And even if he is, is that even a good thing? And I wouldn't even say, like, is that a good thing? I'm saying like Frederick Anderson has always been he was he spent five years in Toronto. In those five years, he was never better than the second best goalie in every playoff series he was ever in. Yeah. Oh, and in in the Columbus series, he was, I think, the third or fourth best goalie. Yeah. You know, it's uh, like he he is as for as great of a regular season as he had. And I don't want I don't know how much of that was actually impacted by just like the much better defensive structure around him. Yeah. But he. There are legitimate playoff demons with him. Well, it would have been a heck of an opportunity for him to exercise them. Um, you know, bringing a plus nine twenty save percentage. It was nine twenty six when he something finished. Something disgusting like that. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, that yeah, I mean that, that would have been that would have been a heck of a time to do it. Um, if if he plays, um, he went undefeated against. How about these numbers against Boston this year in three mm-hmm. games? A nine ninety save percentage with two shut shoot two shutouts. What? Um, yeah, that was uh, his performance against the Bruins this season. So, boy, that's a rough loss if you're Carolina. A nine ninety uh, save percentage. Nine ninety save percentage. Two shutouts against uh, two shutouts in three games against Boston. What on? Holy man. It's ridiculous, but it, it, we don't even know if he's going to be healthy. And in, in that case, like, do you believe in anti-Ranta? Yeah. Uh, the more we're talking about this, the more you're making me think Boston's going to win this series. I don't know if they'll win, but I think it'll be interesting. Like, like Carolina is such a deep team in every, in every facet. Like they, like they, they are, metic- that's a roster that is meticulously like constructed to play a style of hockey and they play it so well. If Sebastian Ajo can find a modicum of success against Bergeron, mm-hmm. that changes the whole landscape of this series. 
that's that's potentially an atlas level lift for him right like not easy not going to be a fun matchup for him yeah but if he can pick that like if he can again i think a modicum of success that that is such a game changer for carolina good luck the thing with boston is they have they have three guys like their top line is comprised of three guys whose individual skills can sway a series brad marchand can sway a series he's a very good offensive player but he can sway a series because he can get an entire team to lose their minds and crumble in on themselves like that is he is able to get under your skin and let make an entire team take cheap shots run around get undisciplined like him alone he's able to do that patrice bergeron is able to is able to sway a game sway a series because he's just so gosh darn good defensively. He's the perfect matchup center. He is able to neutralize your best player and force and force you to essentially rely on your depth. And that can sway a series. And then on the other end, you have David Pasternak, whose playoff stats are unbelievable. And I know that we've talked about the Bruins, you know, potentially not having the depth, but they've tried to find it. And one of the ways that they've tried to find it is by putting Hall, Pasternak, and Hall together. And that mm-hmm. since inception has been um, just a disgustingly hot scoring line. So it just works perfectly. It does. Uh, well, you've got a little bit of everything there, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's the classic, uh, I don't know. It's it's all the good ingredients to a burrito. <laughs> all in one line. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on for me too. And that's, you know, Carolina is a, a low-key, really good def- defensive hockey team. But um, that's going to be a big ask to, to stop that group. Man, it's going to be interesting. All right. All right, Jesse. So we, we now are down to the two series where we will both have our boots on the ground. Um, where Which one do you, would you like to go through first? I'll go first. I don't think mine's going to be very long. And you've quite frankly got a lot more mental trauma over the last couple of years that you're dealing with than I do. So we'll start with me. All right, let's do it. Pen, pens and Rangers. Who you got? Prediction. Uh, so if you let's, let's jump in our time capsule. Okay, let's go. Uh, and, yeah, and we'll go back, we'll go back to like mid uh March, early March, uh when all of Pittsburgh was salivating at the prospect of potentially playing the Rangers in the first round. Couple meetings with them later, no wins, uh mm-hmm. and a team that is decidedly sliding down uh the standings and I don't know that anybody in Pittsburgh feels good about this right now. It's not even a situation where people don't feel good about it because Shesterkin is in goal. Right? And he's a heart trophy Vezina, future Vezina winner, right in net mm-hmm. for that team. Who's never that played in the playoffs? Doesn't matter. He's lights out. I mean, the yeah. Penguins didn't even test him. You understand? We don't even know if their stars could potentially knock on that door and kick it down because they didn't even throw rocks at the door in the regular season. <laughs> it was a horrendous. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the Rangers. Okay. I really am not. This is going to sound like I am. I don't think there was anything that they did particularly well against the Penguins. I think the Penguins are just an old team who's playing a system designed for a young team and mm. don't have the legs to do it. Like that's really what it comes down to. Wow. Sullivan's system is about four check speed, get up ice, disrupt the breakout. The Penguins can't do that effectively anymore. And when they can't, it opens them up to long stretch passes. Mm. And those long stretch passes spin their D around, create problems of all sorts, odd man breaks. I, I can, I can stomach those kind of systematic issues in game eight, right? Not in game 79, not in game 80 
Um, the Penguins are a top heavy, a really top heavy team that doesn't have a lot of scoring depth. And um, I don't think is playing its own brand of hockey particularly well. And their starting goalie just got hurt. Was there anything else? Like, is there anything else you want me to go Holy over? Smokes, I, that's yeah. I mean, I know Rangers fans have things they don't feel great about. Right. And like there, um, there are, you know, perceived holes in that team. Right. And things that, that, you know, um, they scratch their heads at, but they, they made some savvy moves at the deadline to add the Andrew cop's been unbelievable. Oh, it, absolutely. Arguably the best acquisition. Um, they've gotten a lot better at even strength. They were not a team that was particularly good at, they relied on their goaltending. Mm-hmm. I think earlier in the year, I think that's changed though. I think that's changed over the last couple of weeks. They've gotten significantly better at controlling the game. So um, it's two teams that are feeling a little bit of woe, I think, about themselves. Uh, New York significantly less so. Um, I just, I don't, the, 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 the pall of this being the potential last run of the core is just too much. It's too much. I think it's just, it's, I don't want to say it's disruptive, um, but this team's not filled out very well. It's not deep. Uh, I've said that like 10 times already, but uh, I just, you can't watch the last five, 10 games the Penguins have played and feel at all good about where they're at right now as an organization. Do you think this is the last dance of the core? Yeah, something's going to happen, right? You think um, Latang's not back? $11,000. They have $11,000 in cap space right now. Um, Amazing. Presently. <laughs> so, um, you know, Latang's got a big ask, Mike. That's a lot. You know, if, if what we're to believe, if what we've heard is true, mm. he's looking for 10-ish million. Oh, no. You're talking, that's report as reported by my colleague, Josh at the Athletic, Josh Yoey. I, he's got 68 points. So you don't, like, that's a lot right? That's a lot of points. And he had a really good year, but that's a lot of money for a team that doesn't have any money right? for a guy who's been alive a lot of years. And it's, and, and that, that precipitous age cliff comes for everybody. Eventually who's to say it doesn't happen next year, right? Like that's a risk you're taking. You have to resign Brian rust. What are you going to do about that? You have to resign Evgeny Malkin. Ah, I don't that's... think that one's going to be too difficult. Like, I, yeah, I, you think I, he's coming back? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think he'll take a cut to do so. Like, I think he wants to play this thing out with Sidney Crosby and Rob Rossi in the Athletic in Pittsburgh wrote a really good article this week about the relationship between Malkin and Crosby and like mm-hmm. how that's evolved and you know, like Nikita Malkin viewing Crosby as like an uncle and like this just really tear jerking kind of shit, Mike. It'll really that's, make that's you cry. the shit I love. You love that so. um but I just, uh, you know, the talent's there, man. The question is, can, you know, this is a veteran group. They've won three cups. They've been to four finals, multiple, you know, Eastern Conference runs. The belief is they can flip the switch. And then when game one starts, they have this ability to just turn it on. I don't buy that. Mm. I don't think you can do it. Uh, I've, I've heard that about this group before and seen it not happen. Uh, so I'm going, my, my official predictions is Rangers and seven. Wow. I think it's going to be a long series. I think the Penguins will challenge the Rangers in a lot of ways, but I don't, I don't think they'll be able to get it done. Wow. I'm, I'm actually pretty surprised to hear you say that. I was really? expecting you to go with the Penguins, not because of any biases or yeah. whatever, but just because of the fact that, I mean, I think that'll is... have, you know, Mike, how bad it's been. 
Like that's how bad it really has been that bad, eh? Like I yeah. And like going back, especially, you know, I, I have I'm gonna do a YouTube video at some point over the course of the next like 24 hours about this, but I talk mm-hmm. about like that stretch pass, yeah, at, like, getting opened up and, and having the forecheck not be effective. Um, we've seen that especially against New York, man. Like that, mm-hmm. that's really where I found that video at. And then I noticed it against other teams too, but I really noticed it against New York. And again, I don't not to take anything away from the Rangers, but I think this is really more about the Penguins not effectively being able to do things the way they should. Um, it's a demanding system, man. This is an older team and they had to do it for 82 games. So I just think the gas ran out. Um, I think Crosby and Malkin still have it. You know, they, they missed a good portion of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think they're both, you know, Ricard Raquel has been unbelievable. Um, whether he plays with Malkin or Crosby, I think he's proven he could do either one. Um, and has arguably been better with Crosby than Brian Rust has, which is saying a lot. That's saying, um, that's definitely saying a lot, you know, and then the other big, and we haven't even talked about Casey DeSmith. We I had, was going to say, I just, all this, I haven't even talked about Casey DeSmith yet. Um, you know, he's been good. Um, but here's the thing, man, like the, the, there's just been no consistency, Mike. He, he, there, it was, he was so bad for most of this year that the number one target deadline acquisition for the Penguins was goaltender. Like they needed a backup for the majority of the year. And then DeSmith turned in like six good performances leading up to the deadline. And then they didn't need one anymore. So you're, that's the guy you're putting your chips in on now. And he's been, he, again, he's been really good, but there's just no history here. He's never had to do this before. Now that by, by that token, neither is just, uh, neither has the guy on the other side, but mm-hmm. he, guess what? Casey DeSmith's not winning the Vezina this year. That's true. Big, big difference. Have we heard any updates on Jari? Uh, he's not going to play in game one. Definitely um, not in game one. Do you think he'll yeah, return in the first round? I mean, if we're to believe that it's a broken foot, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could pain manage that, right? Like that's a pain management injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine it affects your ability to like push off and go post to post, right? Like you would assume. Uh, Mike Sullivan is getting really tired of answering questions. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Uh, but he, they've not even so much as given anything in the way of you know, time he's working out. That's all we mm. know. So, okay. What does that even mean? You know, I mean, so am I, and I'm not going to play a game <laughs> one. So there you go. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Um, I love how you were like, yeah, I'm going to like, I'll go first. Cause mine will be pretty short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> Surprise. Um, yeah, this, and then I, I'm actually very, I'm pretty surprised because I did, I didn't realize just cause you know, I don't have the, 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 I'm not in the market like you are. Like I didn't know how bad it was getting. It's bad. Yeah. And I, I, I think there's even been question, you know, like what's your top pairing look like, you know, you know, Chris hangs on it, right. That's yes. obvious, but the, traditionally it's been Brian Dumoulin as sort of his fail safe, you know, uh, defensive minded stopgap. And now it might be Mike Matheson because Brian Dumoulin's not been that great. And, you know, the question is, can Mike Matheson handle those minutes? Like we really haven't seen him do it that much, like sub 200 minutes in that role and his results as he goes up the lineup don't get better. So I think it's like, you know, it's just, as there's too many question marks for me, um, that bottom six, you know, the captain experiment is over um, that failed. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of people saw that coming. Um, you know, Teddy Bluger, still one of the best defensive players in the league, just not giving, he's not going to give you the goals, right? Like Brock McGinn, not giving you the goals. Um, you know, Danton Heinen's really one of the only players and every, you're like, who, 
you know, who is that? Most people, you know, on the West Coast don't even know who Dan Heinen is probably. So, um, yeah, it's a team I think that's that's top heavy. Um, all that being said, you know, I said Rangers in seven. Uh, Sidney Crosby still really good. Jake Gensel scored 40 goals. Malkin's still really good. And these are guys that can win a series single-handedly. So, you know, looking forward to the Adam Fox-Sidney Crosby battle. I think it's going to be fun. Um, I think Sid's got a lot left to give in this one. He'll be a treat to watch. But I don't know, man. I don't feel good about the rest of it. <laughs> that is that is very that's very interesting. I'm I'm going to be watching that series with extreme sort of uh, – uh, I'm going to say like magnification. Like I, I can't wait to see that because it, I think it's a very evenly matched series just based on the trajectories of the two teams. And like you said, like it's, these are both, these are like, like you said, these are teams, both of them with big holes in them. Yeah. And it's just depending on which one can take advantage of the other. It's, crazy. it's crazy, man. Like I, I started watching this core of players uh, when I was in college and now I'm in my mid to late thirties with a child. Yeah. You have a child so and a cat named Mike. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah, it's been a long time. So I think everybody's kind of holding on to their butts up here. Down here. I I don't even want to tell you how old I was when uh, when <laughs> I started watching the the Crosby uh Malkin era. Yeah. It's 2005, right? So like or 2006. Yep. So or 2005 and 2006. I was 11, 10? Had a couple years on you. Not yeah. that many though. Not, not still, as many yeah. as 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 our maturity levels would would suggest was dory even born then dory's my age so by the way can i just mention i haven't done it yet but yeah. uh, you thought you had escaped the soccer talk she kind of chided me she texted me after the first episode and be like you didn't talk about soccer enough uh because i'm you know i'm a big soccer fan so um i didn't have my, my team didn't have a good week i don't have anything to talk about Who so, is your it's team? west ham united okay yeah so uh I'm it's kind of sure that's that's the team do you watch ted lasso no, that's oh, okay. that's Tottenham. Nate went to West Ham, I believe, though. Yeah, Nate went to West Ham. So I don't watch Ted Lasso, but a lot of people tweeted me about Nate, the fictitious Nate, and about how they were mad that he was at my club. And I said, well, there's nothing I can do about it. That's <laughs> man, some bullshit. You, you hired a snake. I heard he's he no good. I heard he's no good. Yeah, he used to be. It's one of the it's one of the more dramatic. Let's, let's not go too far because I am going to eventually. OK, watch you it. definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely watch it. Um, I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil the Sopranos. I'm not going to spoil. Ted Lasso for you. Um, all right. Speaking the of Sopranos, shows, you could. It's been too. I already know what happens. It's, yeah. it's been too long. We've crossed the the cross the uh, statute of limitations on that. Yeah, there you go. Speaking <laughs> of shows uh, that that help you unpack trauma, um, Leafs and Leafs in Tampa. It's great that a team finishes. I think it's fourth best in the entire league. Goes 54, 21 and seven. Has one hundred and fifteen points. Has like half their roster set career highs and they end up playing the back-to-back Stanley cup champions. Now yep. they have home ice, yep. which actually kind of matters this year where they're fans and it's going to be crazy. And everyone's got the passion, you know, and whatnot in here. Um, as for who I've got, this is going to be, I think this is going to be the, this could be the tightest series. I mean, these are two teams that match up very, very well together. Um, this is this is as you said uh, with Edmonton. This is absolutely the deepest Leafs team I think I've ever seen yep. in my life. I'm 26 years old. I I think that's the the deepest Leaf team I've ever seen. Their and their defensive depth is better than it's ever been. I like I think since like 1993. Like it is 
remarkable how uh, how well Mark Giordano has fit in, how he is just completely. First of all, he's unlocked Timothy Lilgren. Like mm-hmm. he would like everyone was like, oh, I don't even know if Timothy Lilgren is like gonna you know be like he's gonna maybe be like the eighth defenseman when we start the the playoffs. And he started playing with Mark Giordano, and now it's like we cannot take this guy out of the lineup. He's incredible. Um, if Bunting is able to play in game one. And if cash is even able to play in game one, I think those are, those are, are, I mean, that, that makes their forward. What's the story with bunting? How likely is that? He he's been skating. Um, there were, there were like some doctors on, uh, on, on Twitter. I don't know how much I really want to like, they haven't, they, they've completely undisclosed it, but it's definitely lower body. And yeah. some people were thinking that he had like a torn meniscus or something, but that's a, that's an injury that you can, you can pain manage um, and go through. I think you'll, I think, We'll be surprised. He'll probably be ready for game one. Um, but that really just completely gives you like their forward group, like being able to throw out um, like Matthews, Marner, Bunting, and then that third line even of, uh, of Kampf, Mikheyev. And if Kasha comes back, that's fantastic. If not, it'll be Kerfoot. Like it's, they, they, they are very, very good. Jack Campbell is obviously the biggest question mark, but he's been riding really, really high going to the end of the season. Like he's, he's looked really good. He had a, he had, he had one of the best, if not the best starts of the season in the middle of the season, he forgot how to play hockey. And then towards the end, when he came back from a nagging injury that apparently he was playing through, he started looking really good again. Um, The thing like, then you look at Tampa and they are good, but they're not as deep as they were last year. You know, like Nick Paul has been good, but Nick Paul has been good, but Brandon Hagel hasn't fit in as well as you would think he would. Yep. Um, you know, like I, I just think that some of their, like some of their their acquisitions haven't been as seamless as the Blake Coleman and Barkley Goudreau ones were in years past. Vasilevsky's fantastic, obviously, but it just seems like this is also a team that has played like being the back to back Stanley Cup chance means that without a doubt you played way more hockey than anyone else has. The Leafs have obviously not played very much hockey the last little bit, you know, just because they've gotten bounced in the first round. Um, I think the, I think what can go in the least favor here and what might sort of tip them over, over the top is the fact that Tampa's legs are catching up with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Uh, I'll throw another one at you too, Mike. When I look at this series, the power play, man, that, that, that Leafs power play is probably going to eat this Tampa penalty kill alive. <laughs> that, that, like, that will be the X factor. Yeah. It's huge. And I don't think I, and while Tampa, you know, is certainly not devoid of talent uh, on the power play itself, um, at least have an amazing penalty kill. They, they do. They're very good. Uh, and I just, I just think it's a, it's a, it's just such a big discrepancy for me. And, and here's the thing, like you talk about legs, uh, that's when you start taking penalties, right? Like when yep. you're tired. Um, and I have to mention this cause you know, Jay fresh would want me to, okay. uh, people always say, Mike, like, Oh, you go in the postseason, the whistles get put away. They don't man. More penalties get called in the playoffs in the regular season. The last several years, that has been the case. Mm-hmm. So it's not – I think what you get is frustration circumstantially because certain calls don't exactly. get made at certain times. But overall, more calls are getting made. So uh, I would just mention that here because somebody out there is just saying, well, they don't call penalties in the playoff. They do. It's not when you want them to, but they do. So how would you like my impression of the person that doesn't like our show? I love it. I think it's I think it's perfect. It really has that virgin energy that I think is very uh, – it's, it's very, very succinct. I love it. Yeah, very um, important. I think I'm, I'm leaning to, I think this will go seven just because, you know, God is cruel, but you know, <laughs> well, for you, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of that. No, I know. 
I th- I think the Leafs will pull it out. The Penguins I do. have done so soon that I'll be able to enjoy games four <laughs> through seven in an extensive fashion. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I think the Leafs will pull it out. I think this is the year they have everything going for them. They they, they really. This is do. the year that they win in the first round, or this is the year they win the Stanley Cup. That's oh, they win the very... first round. Okay, <laughs> important distinctions um, to make. With that, no, but I, I think you have to realize that, that is Toronto Stanley. Cup. <laughs> That's your Cup final. Yeah, that the is the round. Cup. Like legitimately, if they win, if they win this round, like there will be. Fan, like fans will hold something to the tune of a parade. I bet. Would you believe me if I told you we were talking? We were discussing the sweep odds on Money Puck earlier. Toronto's fourth in odds to sweep round one at ten point six percent. Yeah, fourth highest. Well, I know they have a seventy six or a sixty seven percent chance of of winning. Yeah, sixty six point six, which is ridiculous. Like, which is just cruel at that point. Like 67 percent. Like it's like it's just. <laughs> it's funny. We're definitely rounding up there. You're right. It's absurd, but um, I think this is the year. I just think I the think stars they're going to win the series. Yeah, I, I do. I think they're going to win the series. Not even just the tired legs things. This it's a depth conversation mm-hmm. for me. Every single person on the Leafs forward roster scored thirty goals this year, and it's really statistically. I looked that up. It's a fact, and it's very difficult to overcome a team that has all thirty goal scores. You're they right. didn't all score 30. There's a lot of them, man. It's not even we're trying to name them all. We don't have enough time left in the show. You had like nine 30 goal scorers or something like that. Well, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Every single Martin, person. There, Matthews, Tavares, Nino. We don't have to name them. <laughs> Bunting got close. Mikheyev got, got, close. got over 20. Uh, you know, like it's like it, it's it's pretty it's remarkable what they and were I able think to that's accomplish. that's the kicker. If there's justice in the world for me, and I and I get my wish from the hockey gods. Mm-hmm. I think the most entertaining possible Stanley cup final is Toronto, Colorado. Oh yeah. That would be phenomenal. Is there like, just, is there a path for it to be Leafs penguins at some point? Like obviously in the, in the Eastern conference final, maybe, but yeah, that would be it. Right. I, I, I'm kind of rooting for that just yeah. to see what it would be like. I, I mean, look, nobody wants that more than me right now, but it's, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Hey, I've already got the funeral pall hanging about me. But, you know, again, here's the thing. Sidney Crosby's been very good. We don't want to go back to that series, but I'm talking myself off the list. No, yes. He has been very good. Evgeny Malkin's been very good. Jake Ansel's been very good. Were you at all concerned? Because I thought about you when I found out this was because mm-hmm. it's like not – I watched that 8-1 game, right? Like I saw it. I watched yeah. it because we were recording a show that night. And the Leafs conceded five goals while we were recording the podcast. <laughs> and I thought at one point, will Mike ever ask me to do this with him again? Because they've conceded five times during the show. And we only did like a 35 minute episode. It yeah, it was pretty long. short. And we were still <laughs> pumped in five goals. Did you did, did you have a preference here? Did you did, were you looking to avoid Tampa? OK, so I, there were there were, again, two two sides to this. Like, I think Tampa would be the most entertaining series. And I think that, you know, like they were able to to like i think it'll be it'll be a very evenly matched series and will really test them i think the least would have had like would have had a better chance against the bruins but at the same time i am so goddamn tired of watching the boston bruins play hockey like yeah. i am so t- tired of hearing their goal music at td garden of hearing yeah. the horn of all the narratives of seeing brad marchand's face of here like of, of just everything about it just get some variety in there yeah i feel the same way about the rangers yeah, that is go. one of the reasons why this playoff format sucks. Oh, it sucks. Like the out of other than the like there was a you know it was, it was two out of the last three years 
you know, like all of like every, basically every time the Leafs have made the playoffs, they, they are essentially going to play, play the Bruins. And if they did it again, it would just be ridiculous. I think they would have had a better chance. It would have been content wise. It would have been frigging Christmas. Like I probably would have traveled, you know, like it would have been great, but this is, this is different. And I think now's when you should do the traveling buddy, Tampa this time of year. Yeah. I think, but I think beating the back-to-back cup champs in round one, just like the, just the friggin' Well, the Caps did it and then they won the cup. So exactly. Like just the, just the, the conf, like I'm going to say the confidence, the hubris that will give you. Yeah. I think is just like the, the confirmation that will give you. I think it's very important. So yeah. I mean, you talk about delicate situations, man. The mental oh, health. This is a delicate is- situation is is up there i i mean like i i have a lot of leafs friends a lot of friends in toronto mm-hmm. a lot of friends in, in ontario and a lot of them last year were like at the point where they were like i cannot physically <laughs> like physically continue to do this to myself my life is deteriorating yeah last year was last year was something completely different like last yeah. year was was a a type of apathy and pain towards that team that I don't think I've ever seen before. Like I was in Maple Leaf Square. My I've never told you my story, but like game seven, 2013, you know, it was 4-1 game that will go down infamy. So that I was in grade 11 that year and I had mono. That's a passionate time in your life. Grade very 11. passionate time. Yep. And I and I had gotten mono that year, mm. which had taken me out of school for four months. It was very serious. That'll and take you down, yeah. Literally, the last time that, like, the the first day that I was allowed to go out of the house was what was the uh, game seven, Stanley of the first round, not Stanley Cup final. And I went down to Maple Leaf Square, and I was like, I'm so happy, and they're up four one, and like this has been the worst four months of my life. I've literally been stuck in bed like for the last little bit. It's been crazy, and. The first day I'm allowed in my house, it's the most traumatic experience you can possibly have. With it's terrible, with, man. It's it was brutal. And you know, you bet you wish you had you still had mono at that point. I did. Well, I I, th- <laughs> I think I still did have mono at that point. I was just allowed to go out uh, and do things. But it was yeah. This I had a better. Be... I had a better grade eleven year. Mike Mario Lemieux came out of retirement. Damn. Well, that that beats year. that beats me. Yeah. I'll tell you. A... What what is your final prediction for Leafs in Tampa? I do think the Leafs are going to win this series. Um, I mentioned it earlier that I, I like the chaos of a good six. You know, it keeps everybody on their toes a little bit. Yeah. So I'm going to go Toronto in six, and that's my final final guess. Yeah, I'm going to go Leafs in seven. I think I think it'll go seven, but I think they'll pull it out. So you asked this question earlier mm-hmm. uh, of another team. I'm going to ask it of you now. Hit me. What's the fallout of not pulling this off? Man, I honestly, it really does depend on the manner. I think, I think if it's a hard fought series, I think if it's completely even, they lose like over, like, you know, they weren't, they weren't blowing leads or anything. They lose an OT, all that kind of stuff. Like in game seven, you know, I think it softens the blow a bit, but if they, if they go out with a whimper, like if they lose in like five or if they, or if they're in game seven and they blow like a three, three or four, one lead, like, like Nylander's gone for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I think he's he's gone without a doubt. Um, what about the GM? No, the GM, GM and coach are safe. Okay, okay. So I, you're I not nuclear. You, no nuclear winter then is what you're saying. No, I mean, okay. You you can't look at this and like you can't look at the moves that they've made. If okay, if if the GM and coach are gone, then another team is going to get very good very quickly by by yeah. picking them up. Like yeah. 
pretty like even even the worst moves that Kyle Dubas has made this year, he managed to turn them into wins. The worst move he made, he had a phenomenal offseason this year. Signed Kasha, Bunting, um, Kampf, all those guys, like and those ended up being three incredible pieces uh, to add to the back end. Um, had a great draft, drafted Matthew Nyes, you know, like in the second round, and he ends up being a stud. He did that he did that with Nick Robertson the year before? Like, there's there's a lot of stuff here. Address the defense. Address the defense like crazy. Even the worst, even the worst move that he made, which was signing Nick Ritchie for two years at you know two point five mil, um, and he was just completely abysmal. Like it never that never should have been a, a contract that was signed. Um, it you know he they gave him every conceivable possible opportunity to get him going. Like I've never seen a team try and slam a, a, a square peg in a round hole quite like that. Um, and even then after that, that could have, that normally that sinks another, another team, you know, it's $2.5 million, you know, complete, you know, sunk cost. He turned that into Ilya Labushkin in cap space. Yeah. Like it's remarkable. Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell have fit in about as seamlessly as you can possibly fit into a team. Like everything that they have done this year and Sheldon Keith, this is the first 82 game season he's ever had. I'm looking forward to checking in in the first round and seeing how absolutely accurate all of our predictions have become. Oh, we're, we're going to be 100% right. If you're betting, take this as full-on financial betting advice. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Cash it all out, baby. Cash it all out. We're going to be good. All right, Jesse. Uh, it is 944 on a Friday night. Or not Friday, Saturday. Days days of, oh, my God. You just scared the shit out of me. Days, days of the week don't matter anymore, man. It's crazy. No. It's, it's whether or not it's a game day or not. Uh, it's been fun. You can find us iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all that. Uh, check out Jesse's work at The Athletic. Check out mine at hockeynews.com. And I guess until uh, until next week when we'll have a lot of interesting playoff hockey to talk about. See you later, my friend. Do you have anything to leave our listeners with before we head out? Got an exciting Rangers-Penguins combo playoff preview coming with Sheena Goldman, who's just like the best in the business. So I'm really excited to work with her on it and uh, be out Tuesday. If there's one thing I want to leave everyone with, it is that Shana Goldman is one of the best in the business. Absolutely. We agree on that. All right. We will see you next week. 